Argentine pen pal today and I was like, yeah, I just like love being cozy in the fall weather. And he was like, and you love stuffed animals. You're kind of like a bed. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to this spooky episode of I Told My Stuffed Animals About Us. I'm your host, Alicia. And I'm your host, Ashley. And we are going to be doing a ASMR soft-spoken spooky stories urban legends extraordinaire Ooh, i've never done anything like this it's going to take a lot of control to keep my voice at this level and volume well here's the thing is i'm what i'm not necessarily scared of but something that i am anticipating is people are going to write in and be like this was so much better than what we normally do and we're gonna be like fuck we have to talk quieter from now on all the time. This implies people give us feedback on our content, which objectively does not happen. There's there's three people who give us feedback right now. Yeah. And most of the time it's based on content and not even delivery. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see how this goes. But if you do prefer this method, let us know because we just want or if you really don't to talk to us. If you period. If you really don't want us to ever do this ever again, please also let us know that. <laughs> Do any of your ASMR content people, I feel like I'm using a deeper voice, like I'm in a softer mm-hmm. register, but do any of them use a higher register? Like, could I do like um, a, like a this kind of ASMR? I'm sure there are people who do, but I don't necessarily enjoy that. I think lower voices are more calming to me. Okay. Um, my inner I do tone. listen to some people who, when they switch between their whisper and their soft spoken, you can tell the change mm-hmm. in their voice. That's interesting. Whisper, whisper, whisper. Okay. Um, talk to me about your love of urban legends. I actually don't love them. I actually hate them. <laughs> are you kidding me? Right They're now? really, really scary. Why are we doing but this? I I something that I really loved growing up was like having a sleepover, mm. like a joint sleepover with like my sister and like other sister pairs. And we just like tell scary. It was usually like the older sister would be telling the rest of us scary things, and I'd be scared shitless. And like I still am. Like there's some of these that I think about on a regular basis. Wow. And I don't. I just. I feel like the the feeling that you get when you hear one mm-hmm. is just always sticking with me. That's really. I won't say cute, but that's very nostalgic of you. Mm-hmm. I feel like most of my scary story experiences were like at camp, like everybody's mm-hmm. laying on their bunks. Yeah. Definitely yeah. sleepovers as well, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't like my brothers wouldn't tell me scary stories. Oh. I feel like that's like a really brother thing to do though. Like yeah, an older brother. I think it would be. But maybe I just didn't have sleepovers with my brothers as often as I should have. I don't know. You know, cuddled up in the tent. Okay. We asked for reader submissions of your best urban legends and scary stories, um, and Alicia has her own list. Hopefully, throughout this course of the experience, I'll remember any scary stories I've ever heard mm-hmm. in my entire life. So the first one, there was overlap, because I did go on Wikipedia for like a list of urban legends, because they have a lot of like multicultural ones on there, and there is one that some... Well, there's two, of course were on this list that someone suggested um but the first one which this all happened in real life in our lifetimes if this didn't happen in your lifetime please stop listening to this podcast 
um, because this happened in 2016. Mm. And if you're listening, you are seven years old. Please stop. Can you imagine a seven-year-old getting on Spotify and choosing our well, podcast? Unless you're listening with your parent. Or like, yeah, or older guardian. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. Um, but this is the 2016 clown sightings. Mm. Uh, this was a case of mass hysteria fueled by reports of people disguised as evil clowns in settings such as near forests and schools. Mm-hmm. The incidents were reported in the United States, Canada, Australia, England, and subsequently in other countries and territories. So, oh, shit. Oh, my God. I just clicked on a picture of a cloud. <laughs> Uh, the sightings were first reported in Green Bay, Wisconsin, in what turned out to be marketing stunt for a horror film. Mm. That was probably it. The phenomenon later spread to many other cities in the U.S. by mid-October 2016. Clown sightings and attacks had been reported in nearly all U.S. states, 9 out of 13 provinces and territories of Canada, and 18 other countries. Prior to the incidents in 2016, numerous sightings of people dressed as clowns or in odd settings have occurred throughout the world since 2013, but the proliferation of videos and images of these precursor sightings spread through social media posts and viral sharing of the content. Um, I remember that. Like, it was fall, and it was volleyball season, and we'd be, like, at tournaments late or getting on the bus late at night, and we were like, oh my gosh what if we see a clown right now? Like, Mm -hmm. what if they were to come out and get me? And the craziest thing about this phenomenon is people of their own free volition, like, were dressing up as clowns to go attack people. Yeah, I think the the it it seemed really silly at first. We were like, oh, ha, people are just being clowns. But then when they started stabbing people, that's when... Yeah, that's when it was... uh, And then they just, they, they came and went so fast i know it was so random it was almost like an internet trend but it wasn't Mm -hmm. it was in real life (laughs) like Mm -hmm. i just don't understand it yeah i'm not crazy freaked out by clowns but i definitely don't want a clown coming out of the woods to attack me i became scared of clowns because in 2007 i think i went to my dad's company picnic and there was a clown and i just think he wasn't funny and he Hmm just like kept heckling me and i was like i'm too smart for this like you you're not gonna catch me that's really funny so you have so. like personal interpersonal mm-hmm. beef with clowns not yeah. even like a deep childhood fear yeah i mean i did go to clown school for a little bit oh yeah you went to clown school and you can make balloon animals yeah so, so if this podcast flops we will be starting a circus <laughs> and you will be I will be the face painter. That's beautiful. Okay. What was your relationship like with Slenderman? I think I was a little too young to like be given unfiltered mm. access to Slenderman. Like I knew mm. of him and I thought he was creepy. But I don't think I like You know sometimes like something creepy happens and you like overexpose yourself in content and it like freaks you out more. Yes. Like it I didn't have that. I just like kinda knew of him. Really? And I knew he was scary. Yeah. What about you? This was probably like my first experience doing that because I remember I was freaked out and then at like a family family dinner party, 
um all the kids gathered around and like one family the family that was hosting they had like a projector and like a screen and so we just started looking up slenderman content and we were so fucking freaked out and this one kid was like oh my god i can't i can't this is too scary and we were like you can like leave and go to the other room and he was like no 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 i have to stay i have to watch this and and then he'd like get all amped up again and we'd be like you can go and he was like no no no, no i can't kids are so funny do you know about the dog licking the hand oh i do know this story okay let me see if i can tell it okay so there was i'm gonna tell my version and then we can compare notes so because i was like i'm not gonna try and check facts throughout this there was a girl and she was home alone late one night and it was dark outside and there had been news of you know violent crimes happening around her and she was a little nervous but Luckily, she had uh, a big dog, um, a German Shepherd, who lived with her. And so she, when she went to bed, she made sure that the dog was laying on her bed. And every time she was nervous, she'd stick her hand down and the dog would lick her hand and help her feel more safe. Like the dog is there. There's no intruder. So at one point in the night, she's hearing noises downstairs. There's... Uh, you know, rattling on her window, and it seems like somebody might be inside the house, but she sticks her hand down, the dog licks her hand, she feels okay, she goes back to bed. Um, but at one point, she gets up, it's maybe the second or third time she's heard some noises, she's feeling unsettled, she gets up, she turns on the light, and her dog is dead, and written in its blood is humans lick too. I think the version that my sister told me was that she was blind and that's why she had the dog. Oh, yeah. And it was like the police were like, your dog is dead. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. I, my version is she like... I don't know which version I prefer. prefer, prefer. <laughs> prefer. Um, I feel like the blind girl finding out through the police is worse or not worse, but like this version always freaked me out because it was like, what happens next? Like she sees the blood, the dog is dead. Like, does he get her? Mm. You know? Yeah. 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 Cause he's just presumably under her bed still. Yeah. Licking. Can you imagine somebody just like licking your hand? <laughs> the thing is, the thing is human tongue and dog tongue don't feel the same. So different. And especially if you're blind, you should know. Victim blaming. <laughs> But, like, you know, if you cut off one of your senses, the rest of your yeah. senses no, heighten. Yeah. And if you're looking for your dog for reassurance, you should know its tongue versus other tongues. That's so true. If you're feeling it, like, several times a night, you should know. Yeah, what the dog's tongue felt like. Anyways, okay. sorry to victim blame. Okay. No worries. So this one is not, like, a scary one. I just thought it was really funny and I want to share, but it's okay. called Baby Train. It's an urban legend told in the U.S., U.K., and Australia. Um... And according to the legend, a certain small town had an unusually high birth rate because there was a freight train passing through town and blowing its whistle, waking everyone up at 5 a.m. And since it was too late to go back to sleep and too late to get up, couples would have sex. And so this resulted in a mini baby boom. That's so funny. I think that's so funny. Choo-choo. No, because what do you do when you wait? Like, some I like often will wake up at like six thirty, even on weekends, and I'm like, what do I, what do I do? Like, I'm just stuck here. There's nothing going on. I know. 
I, Haley and I threw a party this weekend and I get so excited to like get ready for events and things like that. Like I was the girl who got, like I didn't do anything on prom day because I was getting ready like all day. And I physically had to like restrain myself from setting up our apartment before like 5 PM because I was just so excited. Oh, I Googled. There's this insider list of like best urban legends from everywhere. Washington States is Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. Which is the thing about that is that it's not like scary. Which like also like does is the Loch Ness monster an urban legend then? Because like she feels so real. She is real to me. Totally. I guess that would make like mermaids and stuff. Like when does it become an urban legend? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. That. Yeah. A lot of these were just like folk. <laughs> folklore Whoa. but that's what it said on wikipedia but it was just like different cu- cultures like the monsters you make up to scare children or to warn children like i know that there's one in um uh, like inuit culture where like they use it to like so that children don't go like run on the ice mm. unsupervised it's like this monster that lives under the ice and like grabs children it's, like a lot of a lot of the urban legends are just like things that we make up to teach lessons when kids just like don't like at at a certain age like you can't just tell a kid like no don't do that because they they always ask why they still ask why and it's also like a cultural understanding too where it's like santa claus helps kids like learn consequences where it's like you have to be on your best behavior we've all agreed that like this is better for them like the tooth fairy doesn't really make any sense Mm -hmm. i don't know why we need to collect our kids teeth it's really creepy. Okay, so something I think about really regularly is during the first week of high school, in my humanities class, we read this thing. It was called, like, The Legend of the Nasarima, N-A-C-I-R-E-M-A. Okay. Have you heard of this before? Um, but it's, like, talking about this culture that they have all these weird rituals and, like, they, like, check their teeth twice a year and if there's whole, like, if there's, like, any issues they like drill holes and like blah, blah, blah. and like all of us are like this is so fucking weird and they're like guess what nasarima is american backwards that is filling a cavity that's funny and it's like to teach us not to like judge other cultures because like what is weird to one person is not weird to another yeah that's funny um i don't know maybe bigfoot reminded me because this is the inverse but in middle school i learned about the um ancient chinese practice of like binding a girl's feet Mm -hmm. that way her feet would be really small and like my fear like it petrified me where i was like somebody's gonna bind my feet one day and then i'm not gonna have a husband rich enough to like take care of me and my dainty feet because it was a wealth status right so like she would be carried Mm -hmm. for the rest of her life and like she wouldn't have to do any work and she'd just have like these like folded over tiny dainty feet but like be paralyzed basically not paralyzed but like immobile and like my biggest fear was like getting my feet wrapped and then just being like folded over because have you seen pictures of their feet like when it starts growing my great grandmother had not that i've met her but she had her feet bound my mother told me you're so rich but well (laughs) well i don't think that was why i think they were just really misogynistic yeah but um um yeah during that lesson in ap world everyone turned around and looked at my feet because they wanted to see how small they were <laughs> like, well you do have beautifully mm, dainty feet a la amy yeah march. not like that though in yeah. in an amy march way yeah like in a cute way speaking of immobile asian girls oh. they're um I, japanese <laughs> urban legends are on another fucking level like they're those 
especially like when they get turned into web comics like those are so scary but there is one i don't know if i'm pronouncing it correctly but i assume it's tuke tuke Okay. But it's a Japanese urban legend about the ghost of a schoolgirl who is said to have fallen on a railway line where her body was cut in half by a train. She is a vengeful spirit who lurks in urban areas and around train stations at night. Since she no longer has a lower body, she travels on her hands, dragging her upper torso and making a scratching or tuke-tuke-like sound produced either by her elbows or the end of her bisected body scraping the ground. If she encounters an individual, she will chase them and slice them in half at the torso, killing them in such a way that mimics her own disfigurement. No, thank you. I'm very not... <laughs> not about that. I... Um, That's so scary. <laughs> there is a statue called the black angel that's in iowa city and it's um and during halloween people go to visit it and they test their luck by touching or kissing the statue and it is said that if one touches or kisses the statue they will be struck dead unless you are a virgin it is also rumored that if a pregnant woman walks beneath the statue's stretch wings that she will miscarry oh vandals have damaged the statue removing several fingers but i'm like why would you do that though like why would you risk your luck doing that yeah i mean sometimes you just gotta kiss statues yeah it kind of oh fuck it kind of reminds me of have you seen jennifer's body uh yeah it like reminds me of that i mean like it's a real life like premise that like a lot of like rock bands are like will be like they like um it's like if they sacrifice a virgin then they will be like incredibly successful like that like is a ritual that they do and that's like the premise of jennifer's body and it kind of reminds me of that Mm. stop harming virgins yeah at the end of the day virginity is something sacred and beautiful not for your cult but also stop harming (laughs) non-virgins stop Stop harming people stop hurting women um um i'm sure you know about like the babysitter and the man upstairs right or like the the phone call Mm-mm. um this one i think i feel like they're they like turn like one of the babysitters clubs book books into this but it like is an urban legend mm-hmm. um and I, I feel like there's a lot of books that have this plot but it's a there's like a teenage girl who's watching television at night while babysitting after the kids have been put to bed upstairs and the phone rings and the unknown caller tells her to check the children and so she dismisses the call but the caller dials back several times and she becomes really scared and eventually she calls the police and they tell her that they'll trace the next call and after the stranger calls again oh my god i'm like getting freaked out um the police return her call advising her to leave immediately she evacuates the home and the police meet her to explain that the calls were coming from inside the house and that the unidentified prowler was calling her after killing the children upstairs In more child-friendly versions, the caller turns out to be either one of the children or an elder sibling who decide to scare the babysitter as a prank and they get told off by the police. These urban legends are always crazy to me because, like, people escape or, like, the killer just waits. Like, for whatever reason, like, the the woman getting her hand licked, like, doesn't die. Or the, like, babysitter, like, why don't you just come downstairs? Yeah, I don't know. Um, Oh, have you heard the, the kidney heist? 
where like no. a man like meets up with a woman on the internet to have sex and they have this wonderful night in a hotel room. He wakes up the next morning and he feels kind of weird and he walks into the bathroom and his kidneys are in the bathtub. They're on ice. She's going to sell them on the black market. Wow. Yeah. He's in pain. Doesn't realize that yeah. vital organs are missing. <laughs> well, you know, men. Yeah. That's like in Riverdale. Yeah. Um, Bloody Mary. That's a classic. Did you ever do that? Uh, no, Sometimes because I believed it. No. Like, no, me too. There was like no reason Sometimes for me to I try. was scared that I was scared that even if I thought Bloody Mary over and over in the middle of the night that I'd see her and I would get so scared and I was like, no, 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 I have to think about something else, I have to think about something else. My bathroom as a kid, like, always got natural light in the window, like, at night, so it was never pitch black either. And that was, like, more freaky where it was, like, just one, like, glimmer of light coming in, like, looking at myself saying Bloody Mary. I was like, I can't. I can't do it. Um, this next one I have is one that I found out through Watcher, which is Ryan Bergara, Shane Moday, and Stephen Lim from BuzzFeed's, like, separate channel that they created after leaving BuzzFeed. Um, Ryan and Shane are from BuzzFeed Unsolved. Yeah. Um, and so this is one that they had read on. They had this segment called Are You Scared? And they would read a bunch of... I mean, at first, it would also be listener submissions, and they wouldn't tell you mm. if it was real or an urban legend until the end. Oh but then God. people started getting really freaked out, so now they only do urban legends but they would draw them out too so i sorry i just got so i'm so scared no. um they would draw them out so i could only listen to them in broad daylight with other people home like i could not sometimes i would switch the screen over just to like make myself feel something and i'd always switch it over at like the wrong time but this one is like it like is a story that someone wrote like it is a something that someone is creating mm -hmm. so it's like really not real um but it was posted on the internet forum two channel mm -hmm. um on january 8th 2004 a person calling herself hasumi posted on the internet notice board two channel about a bizarre experience in the thread posts about strange occurrences around you thread 26 the tale recounted how hasumi woke up in a train carriage with all other passengers asleep. As she struggled with the mystery, she would constantly have exchanges with users at the message board, advising her and sharing the confusion. It was her routine commute to work, but the train was barreling to a destination without stops. The conductor and driver were both inaccessible. Finally, after an hour, the train stopped at Kisaragi Station late into the night, a lot of no discernible activity. Consulting with users online at the thread, Hasumi was advised there is no such station listed online and she should exit immediately. Mm -hmm. As Hasumi wandered outside the station and took advice from people on the message board, she tried to locate a taxi. Defeated, she discovered a telephone booth, dialed her parents, and requested they collect her, but they were unable to determine where she was. Her parents urged her to contact emergency services as lost. This would prove futile when they dismissed her as a prankster. Classic police. Hasumi's experience soon became more ominous, bells ringing from the station, a drumbeat intensifying in the overall location completely unidentifiable. Terrified to return into the station with an other otherworldly festival transpiring, she climbed onto nearby tracks. Abruptly, someone screamed, hey, don't walk on the track, it's dangerous. Turning around, she witnessed a one-legged old man, not an attendant, who immediately vanished. In a state of panic, she fled along the track rashly and into a dark, darkened tunnel, stumbling and injuring herself. 
He soon reached the end of the tunnel and was welcomed by a friendly man who offered a ride to safety. Unusual for this hour and at such a location. Without any other choices, she accepted and accompanied the man into a summoned train headed to, into distant mountains. The man became quiet and Hasumi was unnerved as her surroundings became increasingly unfamiliar. Her last message board post was, My battery's almost run out. Things are getting strange, so I think I'm going to make a run for it. He's been talking to himself about bizarre things for a while now. To prepare for just the right time, I'm going to make this my last post for now. What happens? That's the end. No. When they told that on Watcher, they were like reading the forum post, like like narrating the whole thing. And I was like... That's so crazy. Um, as we're talking, I remembered the um, movie Soylent Green. Have you ever seen that? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that was part of the Pepperdine film class for <laughs> our film class. Yeah, for those of you who haven't seen it, it's this like dystopian movie, and it actually takes place in 2022. Um, and it's like basically New York is overpopulated, and there's like half the people living in extreme wealth and half living in extreme poverty poverty and they have like three different types of food that you can eat soylent red soylent yellow or soylent green and um this police officer like his friend goes missing and they're like trying to figure out like what happens um and then they're basically the whole thing ends by figuring out that soylent green is people like they're like using dead bodies to like feed people and like keep them like working as slaves and concubines and whatever in this dystopian new york future so but the whole thing you see like gets in there and he goes it's people like "Ah, we're eating humans i hate when like the dystopian year like when we like get to it in present day because it's like one time people thought that that was like so bizarre that it would ever be that year i know and it is yeah um i have one last one that i safe because i when i read this i like don't i like have a vague memory of maybe being told this one as a kid but i didn't actually know you know what i'll i'll do this one and then i have a light-hearted one after that okay. how's that because that was like my actual favorite <laughs> yeah, i guess it's more of a joke but um this one i don't super remember being told this as a kid but i in my search for urban legends did find this one and then earlier right before i started recording i asked my roommate if she had a favorite one and this was her fa- I mean, not favorite, mm-hmm. but, like, the one that has always stuck with her. But this is called Killer in the Backseat, or also called High Beams. Okay. Um, the legend involves a woman who is driving and being followed by a truck. The mysterious pursuer flashes his high beams, tailgates her, and sometimes even rams her vehicle. When she finally makes it home, she realizes that the driver was, driver was trying to warn her that there is a man, a murderer, hiding in her backseat. Each time the man sat up to attack her, the driver behind had used his high beams to scare the killer, causing him to duck back down. In some versions, the woman stops for gas, and the attendant asks her to come inside to take to sort out a problem with her credit card. Inside the station, he asks if she knows there's a man in her backseat. Uh, in another, she sees a doll on the road in the moors, stops, and then the man gets in the back. Um, in another version, the woman gets into her car and then a crazed person leaves out from nowhere and starts shouting gibberish and slamming their hands on the car. She quickly manages to escape from them, but no matter how far or what direction she drives, every time she stops, the crazy person appears and attacks at the car. 
She then arrives at the police station and tells him about the crazed person. The police calm her down and offer to drive her back to her house. When they go to get the things from her car, they find the killer hiding behind the back seat. As it turns out, the chase the crazed person was trying to um the oh the crazed person was chasing the woman was a ghost of one of the victims the killer's victim oh. trying to warn her or get up wow that's a good one but again all these urban legends somehow the killer is stupid and like doesn't kill them do you think that like i mean i don't know if kids still tell urban legends these days but do you think like this like fascination with them has evolved into true crime content i would say they're like one in the same it's like the yeah that like feeling of like the tingles up your spine and like oh my gosh danger yeah. lurks all around i think the worst part yeah. about true crime is that it actually happens you know like yeah they're telling real yeah. stories um so i yeah i think they're like one in the same it's like people who really love thrillers or horror movies like they love the blood and the guts and like the like chaos of it all Mm-hmm. okay this one is my silly one that um i like it's in the same genre because it's like jokes that my sister would tell at sleepovers yeah and she told me this for the first time when i was six or seven and i didn't get it because i was uneducated and then one day in like high school it clicked and i texted her and i was like holy shit i like know what all that meant years. so there is let me count There's a four-story apartment complex, mm-hmm. and on the first floor there, or on the, on the top floor, the fourth floor, there is someone. There is a knife juggler, and he loves to practice his routine on his balcony. Mm-hmm. On the third floor, wait, yes, on the third floor, there is a man who likes to pee out the window. On the second floor, there is someone who is painting their room green, and on the first floor, there is someone who loves to eat pickles. So one day. Um, everyone is out on their balcony and the guy, the, the knife, the knife juggler is practicing and he accidentally drops one of his knife as the guy is peeing out the window, um, and severs a body part and the person painting their room green accidentally splashes it green and then the, it falls onto the first floor and the guy who loves to eat pickles says, wow, I love pickles and takes a bite and it wasn't a pickle. Oh my gosh. And the like the whole time my sister was like, guess what like do you know what the body part was? Do you know what it-? and I was always like, it's an arm and she's like, No, it's not an arm, <laughs> but she would never tell me what it was. And one day I woke up and I remembered it and I was like, Oh my god, yeah. it was a dick. <laughs> it was a widow a penis. <laughs> yeah, that's so icky. Can you imagine? Also, again, if people had two brain cells in these stories, none of this would happen. If you picked up a warm, wet, like the extremity also micro dick hello like what kind of pickles are you eating <laughs> you probably thought it was sent from the pickle gods he was like wow they blessed me with a large pickle today <laughs> it's like a disney rolls pickle yeah no catch me doing That's a lot also what does it have like warts and texture like <laughs> he had general like, let's be a little critical of the things we're putting in our mouths people <laughs> let's not let strangers well, lick our hands or like, let's use our rearview mirror every once in a while and see the person in our backseat. You know? Do you check your backseat every time you drive? Um, not every time I drive, but whenever I get in and out of my car at the gas station, that's when I get really freaked mm-hmm. out. And so whenever I'm pumping my gas, like I lock my doors and then I check my backseat. I haven't gotten gas by myself in a really long time because I'm always using Antoine's Costco card, <laughs> so I 
I'm always going in broad daylight yeah. with at least one other person. Yeah, I don't pump gas by myself in the city. Not because, like, I think the neighborhood's dangerous, but just because, like, gas stations themselves give off the worst energy. Mm-hmm. So. Do you have any thoughts on any of that? Did anything come up? No, but this is bringing me back to a younger day. I think the funny thing about these stories is, like, whenever you were selling them, you know, somebody would be like, no, that's wrong. Like, stop. And, like, totally ruin the vibe, you know? Like, you'd be getting I do remember. I, I was that person for sure. Like, wait, wait, wait. You're missing. And you're like, oh, yeah. I was always, like, I've prided myself on my scary storytelling. So. I remember there were some like really stupid ones, like some like about like a floating tentacle or something. Like, there's some that just like didn't make sense, but they were just like creepy because like the vibe was creepy. Yeah, freaky. <laughs> What's your pop culture moment of the week? I will do a music segment and I will do a pop culture moment. Um, my pop culture moment is I wanted to talk about the Taylor Swift Travis Kelsey pop walk. Um, oh. Well, okay. I also well no. Okay, can we just combine and talk about that and also the Ayers movie? Yes, because that's what I wanted well, to talk about. So that's good. Okay, good. Then I'll talk about the pop walk. Okay. Um. So we're recording this on Sunday as usual. Um. They had a the photos came out last night on Saturday. Um. They went as a surprise. They went on SNL together. Um, there was a skit that Pete Davidson did about Swifties, but it was it was actually funny. Like, surprise. Um, because that, normally SNL's not very funny. Yeah. And also, when people rag on Swifties, it's usually yeah. not funny either. Did you see his I'm Just Pete segment? No. Okay, you should watch it later. It's really funny. Okay. But at the end of the skit, they're like, we're going to go to someone who actually wants to talk about football. And it's Travis Kelsey. And then I Spice as a musical from, performer. Mm-hmm. And Taylor Swift introduced her, oh, which was crazy. But yeah, they um, were papped going to the after party, and sources said that they were kissing a lot, um, which I thought was funny because I listen. I don't mind hanging out with couples, but please, like, don't just like make out in front of all your friends. Like, it's it's just weird for the rest of us. Okay, especially so I that was very interesting. They've only been in public like three times together, and now you're making yeah. out. Like, what? Yeah. That's the thing is, okay, so first of all, the pat photos, like, were proven to be from Batgrid, which is, like, a site that is used, like, specifically for, like, when celebrities call the paps. Yeah. So. Like, the Kardashians, both like, still are classic on, for that. Like, yeah. They're we're always both still on team PR, right? Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, like, yeah. maybe she's liking it, but I just don't see yeah. how this is real. Even if it is, even if they do like each other, like, it's clearly not serious because she's about to go on tour for pretty much another year and he's got his season coming up. So, like, he is in the middle of a season. Like, Like, he's got a lot going on. Yeah. And, like, even if they, like, wanted to be in love, like, they, it's, but yeah, it's really interesting because, like, so these are eating this up because they're like, oh my God, like, she's in heels and she still has to look up at him i know and I'm like, i've seen a lot of things like care that? so much about size difference like I i've seen like four videos like, about her being smaller than him and i'm like no which okay. is really weird and no i was gonna say like internalized misogyny like you have to yeah. be smaller and like dainty yeah. and like a man is a protector and like large like the other key, yeah. the, like discourse i keep seeing is like she doesn't need bodyguards like he's bigger than her bodyguards and it's like okay first of all he's so, not trained for security like this is a totally exactly. issue no, because there was 
like a source which i guess was probably her publicist that said like oh he told the public uh, the sorry he told the bodyguards that like he could take it from here which is so fucking stupid like her bodyguards are trained in like military combat like they are trained to handle a situation where she is stabbed or shot yeah and maybe like i mean like i think this would normally piss me off but this especially pisses me off as someone who like that has been yeah a reality where i'm like shot up like who do you think you are like i don't know if he actually said it or not but either way and it could have been like a joke it's just or such whatever, a weird you know narrative. yeah but, but it's just like but then even then if it is a joke it's like why do you feel, like just because yeah. you're big and tall and you chase things for a living like you think that you can keep her safe like you're a normal civilian and then it's like also rooted like let me protect you yeah. i just like i just don't appreciate the proponent like if he like it's putting off that narrative, whatever. Like, every guy wants to make a girl feel safe. And, like, you know, that's, like, his own prerogative. I just don't like the, like, oh, my gosh. Like, he's so much bigger than them. And, like, he cares about her so much. And, like, we don't know anything. Like, shut up, guys. Let's stop talking about it. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um. And you wanted to talk about the yes. movie. Yes, so the Ares Tour movie premiered Thursday, which was a surprise. Mm -hmm. She told us Wednesday that it was going to be coming out Thursday. And I was like, I know everybody who has Friday tickets is pissed. And yeah. I did see some and of that. And it's non-refundable. Yeah, and it's non-refundable. But the premiere was Wednesday? Mm -hmm. um, at the Grove. Yeah, at the Grove, which is so silly. Beyonce was there. Big celeb moment. Loved the girl bosses. Um, I... We've talked about this a little bit, but, like, the vibe of the movie is something that, like, I've heard a lot of different reports about, like, the experience. Like, some of my friends from church today were, like, we were all singing, but nobody stood up. Like, nobody went anywhere. Like, we all just, like, sat in our seats and, like, sang. And I've seen video of people, like, actively taking bows at the end. Like, it's Rocky Horror Picture Show. And they, you know, performed the whole three hours. I've seen lots of videos of, like, people running around and, like, dancing together. Yeah. So, I am waiting out Mm -hmm. the i i want the normal people choice. to show up in a couple weeks and sort of see how that all goes but it honestly it just screams capitalist barbie to me like no, the yeah. custom amc tubs and the like the Which merch I, do have. And the, I just it's very clear that this is all a money grab and we i got the I'm glad that we people got the popcorn bucket mm -hmm. because we make popcorn a lot yeah i mean like it's a useful piece but um yeah, I am glad that people who didn't get to go to the tour get to experience it in this way. Like, I saw a content creator in Japan, and, like, they were trading bracelets and, like, wearing their merch. And, like, I do think it is a accessible experience, but it's also, like, so, like, there's so much money in it that, like, it drives me crazy sometimes. Because we're like, oh, my gosh, she loves us. She handpicks us. And it's like, and she charged you $50 million to do it. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. Anyways. Yeah, I went on Friday, and there we were in the second row, so I was like, oh, hopefully, like, that decreases the chances that someone will stand in front of us, and there were these, we were surrounded by little girls, Aww. and they definitely were annoyed, like, they were screaming a lot, but then, like, I was thinking, like, they probably didn't get the chance to go to Eras, and, like, this is their Eras tour, so, like, it's a lot less cringe when it's, like, a child screaming yeah. than, like, an adult, like, a, you know, mm -hmm. Um, but it was so funny because they did not like folklore and evermore and they peed during all too well, which is just so funny. Cause I'm like, you're just too young to understand it. Like, like 
the rest of us are like worshiping during all too well because we live that okay like we yeah. have all been in a situation where we keep someone like a promise like an oath and they ca- keep us like a secret mm-hmm. like that, that's just that's a candid event um so yeah it was i literally i brought my like panic attack meds just in case um <laughs> but yeah just like trying to have compassion for the people who especially like the young like children you know it's hard totally. to control children um who like didn't get that experience but yeah. yeah yeah there's a lot of screaming and yeah like people were like like during the champagne problems cheer we're like cheering and i'm like she's not here <laughs> you're like okay we can step back from the parasocial relationship a little bit yeah the kids thing is huge because like so many kids are too young to go to an experience like that or like make it through the whole thing like i'm glad that there is like a movie version that like can include snack breaks and potty breaks Mm -hmm. and whatever yeah i'm i'm glad people are still like doing the friendship bracelets and stuff though like i think it's cute that like the the vibe is still there it's very like barbenheimer like people are Mm -hmm. showing up to theaters with a vision which actually i guess this can also be part of my pop culture mean girls the musical mm-hmm. is premiering in january yes. now in theaters and the trailer came out renee rap looks so hot i'm so excited for it i'm seeing her in a couple weeks um but yeah i'm really excited for that movie premiere too i love a movie musical so i do think it'll be mm-hmm. fun to go i thought about going thursday just like by myself but i was like i i just need yeah. to know um what was crazy was like the entire theater was just different showings of eras so we so we carpooled with Antoine who had his showing was 30 minutes after ours Mm -hmm. and so after we were waiting for him and every time someone opened the door like going to and from the bathroom we would just from different theaters would hear a different era going on and it was so so funny like there's just always Taylor Swift um do you have a music what's what's on your playlist in your earbuds um i don't know you start um well for me it is the muna concert i went to see them on closing night of their life so fun tour here at the greek theater on thursday and it was we really did our music episode too early because that was the best concert i've ever been to like i have post-concert depression which i didn't feel about eras which i was discussing with people because i like felt kind of guilty but i think it's because there's just so much saturation of eras that i'm like even after my shows like people are always going to be talking about taylor the taylor content is endless whereas like i really have to seek out the moon content Mm. but yeah best concert i've ever been to the (laughs) i'll start with the one bad thing that happened Guess how much my I got a double vodka pineapple soda. Guess how much it, or double vodka soda pineapple whatever. Guess how much it cost? Twenty two dollars. More. Uh, thirty dollars. It was forty one dollars, <gasps> which is fifteen dollars cheaper than my ticket. We don't really know what happened. The bartender was super nice, and he. But like I, we, what we don't know fuck? why that happened. I, we were just like, okay, that yeah. So that's literally but like, insane. it was such an incredible show. They I wrote down a list of like things that happened that like altered my brain chemistry because let me tell you, there are several things that happened that altered my brain chemistry. So one, um, they haven't really been doing surprise songs, but they did in LA, and the surprise song that we got is everything, which is like top five Muna songs mm. for it's. Antoine's top two and literally like three days prior I had been saying like I know they're not doing surprise songs but like I would love 
to like my dream surprise now would be everything yeah so just like manifest manifestation like yeah it was i like heard the opening notes and i was like there's no way there's no way yeah. and then they played it oh my gosh um and then their song no idea is like no- notoriously there's just so much sexual chemistry like there's like a lot of like hip movements and mm. a lot of i'll send you videos okay. of it but i just oh my goodness anyways um and then they have a song so special which before the last chorus they're like we're gonna do this a bit differently but we think you'll know it oh. and then we hear you got that james oh and the crowd was wild oh my god like i literally peed my pants a little bit Aww. um and what's even crazier is that style was the last song i listened to before the concert and then they everything. covered since you've been gone by kelly clarkson which was super fun and they did a key change too so that was very exciting um and then this is like a normal thing that happens during the show but they have a song called anything but me and the opening line is you're gonna say that i'm on a high horse i think that my horse is regular sized have you ever thought maybe you're on a pony but yeah they have these inflatable horses that they're like kicking into the audience and like getting passed around and that was just like hilarious uh boy genius came so phoebe sang her verse and then all of boy genius came and they had dressed up as muna so that was and it was like so fast like they were in and out in like one minute and i just didn't have time to process what had just happened um but yeah incredible incredible concert literally the only thing that could have made it better is if taylor showed up to do silk siobhan um, but instead she was at a football game (laughs) tough Mm -hmm. you froze for a second um oh yeah that sounds super fun though i'm really glad that you had such a good experience Thank you. lots to reflect on and live with yes it's your turn for a music moment um i am on my renee rap shit because i'm seeing her in a Yay. couple weeks and i put yeah. the guy that i've been seeing on renee rap like literally the song starts and he goes oh she's got an incredible voice like from like the first yeah. second and i was like this is good for you so he's been independently oh. listening to it. So all I can say is I'm converting. Um, what does she call themselves? Like young ex-wives. Um, what's your emoji of the week? Um, my. I'm still just using that cat a lot, and I'm using like the, the like pinched face like a lot. Um, I've got popcorn in my. That's really good. I have a taco and a ballot box. Oh, good. Um, yeah, but my top use emoji is the red heart because love. Love. What is your stuffed animal moment? Um, Oliver is in his lederhosen because it's October. And it's almost Halloween, so I think after this week, he's going to be in his um, pajamas, his um, October pajamas. They're like little pumpkins. Do you have any Halloween plans? I have two parties scheduled i'm actually not to talk about renee rap again but i'm seeing her hollow weekend like that friday so we're gonna dress up for her concert and then go out after so um Haley and i have three sets of couples costumes planned so we'll be looking hot and dangerous hopefully we haven't been invited to anything yet so we might just schedule our covid vaccines for that weekend and just like have like a movie weekend that's fun Um, a little hocus pocus yeah, this is not an inv- invitation to invite us out, but you can if you want. If you're in LA and you're not doing anything Halloween weekend, Alicia needs plans. Yeah, 
Um, what's going um, on in your world? Um, so I tried to take new headshots for my stuffed animals because I was trying to blow through Wait, my film, so and those pictures did not get developed. Like they just did not come back to me. Oh <laughs> so no! We have lighting fuck up, but like yeah. tough. Okay. Any, any any parting spooky thoughts? Any parting thoughts? Closing words. Um, please learn the difference between dog and human licks. <laughs> um, we hope you stay safe this Halloween season. It is still ninety degrees in LA. Oh, it's fifty-one so here. I'm not I'm not feeling very spooky, but it's peak leaf next weekend in the national park stick season what do we stick season okay bye bye